life is not a given. It's not, we, you know, all of us could die right at this very moment. And, you know, when you're gone, you're gone. You don't get a second chance. So understand that life is very crucial and very important and ever so fragile. And so is the love that we have for each other as humans, as family, as friends. Don't sit there and waste your time over things that don't matter, you know? You are now listening to Linguini's Doe. All right. So on today's episode of Linguini's Doe, we're just going to talk about into the world of what uh, Adam, my friend Adam, struggles with. Uh, So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, my name's Adam. I'm 23 years old, of course, from Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, Don't really know what else to tell you about me. That's Adam. Uh, we used to be coworkers. Um, oh, not not that long ago, but yeah, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't that long ago. Cool. Um, so I guess what are some of the things that are just going on in your life right now that you feel like are kind of hard? Um, you know, my daily struggles honestly is struggling. To get up, to go to work, I struggle a lot with just having that mentality every single day of waking up and saying like, oh yeah, like this is going to be great. It's going to be a great day at work. You just kind of wake up and you're just like, ah, you know, another day at work, another couple of hours of my time that I just don't want to be spending. But at the same time, you got to just get up, make the money and think about the money and your future, you know, because money is everything. Money is the way the world goes around, unfortunately. Yep. Unfortunately, it is. And when you're in those phases of just waking up, getting ready for work. Um, well, first of all, or what time does your work schedule usually look like? Like, is it afternoon, uh, morning? Um, It can go really any time, honestly. It's not like really consistent with any specific time so sometimes i'll go in from like 8 till 4 12 till like late in the afternoon it really depends on what my manager all needs me to do because i have an open schedule so but it's kind of nice to kind of have that open schedule but at the same time you kind of sometimes your sleeping schedule is just so off whack that's just another thing i struggle with sometimes is getting to bed at a decent hour and kind of waking up and feeling refreshed because there's just sometimes you're awake till six, seven in the morning, maybe later because you just got off of a late one and your body's not ready to shut down with. And on top of that, I struggle with insomnia. So it. Okay. What, what does insomnia look like for you? Um, so insomnia is basically a medical condition where you have a harder time sleeping and you're not really your body's not able to really shut down and have enough melatonin to shut down basically so melatonin is basically a chemical in our body that allows us to sleep it produces a not sure how to put it like a chemical slash hormone thing that kind of just like put your body to sleep and mine doesn't produce enough of it. So it's a lot harder for me to get to sleep at a decent hour. Uh, so yeah, it makes, so your insomnia makes it hard to sleep on top of just getting up for work or what about getting up on non-work days? How does, uh, it's still, it's still hard. Sometimes I'm up, you know, all night long in my body Sometimes you have worse insomnia than other nights. So it's like one day you're doing pretty okay. Or, I mean, to a degree, it's not like you're a regular sleeping human being that's able to sleep at a decent hour. But Mm -hmm. some days it's just worse than others. And sometimes you're up till 12 in the afternoon and you're just not able to sleep because your body just doesn't allow it due to the lack of melatonin. Okay. Uh, do you take any sort of medications or anything to help with your insomnia? Um, 
I tried in the past. It worked for about a year or so, and then they weren't able to uh, up the dose. So lately, I've just been using uh, Tylenol P. Uh, Tylenol PM. It's highly recommended. Honestly, it really helps sleep. Well, I mean, it sucks that they couldn't get you a higher dose, but guess it is what it is, and you found a workaround, kind of. Um, yeah. Okay, what about... So, yeah, getting up for you is hard. Sleeping is hard because you have insomnia. And then what about just maybe your... Um, just what's been happening in this past week, maybe? Um. So, in the past week, um, things have been pretty good. I mean, just kind of chilling with the girl, just kind of, you know, living life. But, I mean, there's there's been struggles here and there. I mean, I don't know, like... Of course, there's the insomnia, and then at work, I just don't feel like honestly I get the proper respect that I need at work. I just feel like people are rude, kind of ignorant, don't really care, don't really show compassion like they should. And mm-hmm. what would you know, what would correct respect look like to you? Um, so I believe in respect is earned, not given, but. I mean, there's a certain line of respect that you have to give a human being because everybody goes through something. And on a daily, you got to think about like, what person, like, what is this person going through on the daily? What's going through their head? Are they having suicidal thoughts? You know, are they having like, you know, bad thoughts? Are they struggling with something, Mm -hmm. et cetera? But I mean, if we're talking about how I think somebody should be treated, I think somebody should be treated with enough respect um, that they don't really feel like they're, you know, being bullied or pushed over the edge or stuff. Like, just a simple hello. It's not like you don't have to like the person. You don't have to be like, oh, hey, we're best friends now. Shake hands and all that. Nah, it's just being able to have the proper respect to say, hi, how you doing? And not constantly be belittle somebody. Or, you know, just kind of be harsh to somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think maybe because you have that view of respect, which I agree with a lot of the points you said, um, maybe anything in your childhood that happened uh, that, I mean, I don't know, that's kind of going very far already. But do you think anything, uh, have you ever been like bullied in uh um, I can I can give you a pretty brief history on what I went through as a kid. So as a kid, I was always bullied for my size. I was always small from get go. I'm still small now. I've just learned to live with it now. But as a kid, I was bullied for my height, for the way that I used to walk, that I the way that I used to have a speech impediment and used to talk and all that. Um And that was a constant struggle for me, you know, growing up, I've been bullied practically my whole entire life, you know, from elementary school to middle school to high school. And I feel like that's something I still deal with to this day. But now I just don't care, you know, I just don't give two craps, you know, like I just kind of walk along and do my own thing and just don't really try to pay attention to anybody else, you know. Mm -hmm. This world's about you, not them. But, um, I mean, I, I deal, I dealt as a kid with so much more than just bullying. I dealt with abuse in my own family, um, physical, mental, all that. So growing up, my childhood wasn't the best. So I understand where people are coming from, from a perspective of life and, why it's so valuable and so important that we treat people with the proper respect and with the, you know, treat, basically treat people the way you would like to be treated type attitude. Like if you don't want to be treated like a piece of garbage, then don't treat somebody else like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, like I said before, like you just never know what's going on in somebody else's life. People could have, so many different thoughts going through their head or things going on in their life. And as human beings, we're not able to, you know, be Superman and x-ray through their life and see everything, you know, 
Yeah. Goes back. To We're the- only able to see what people allow us to see from like the outside, you know, like we're only able to see what they allow us to see in their character as a human being, but we don't get to see the personal things in life that's going on in their life and that's going through their head and, you know, all this stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know, like when you were saying the respect is saying, hi, how are you or whatever, you know, how everyone says good and then expands how you're saying we don't know what anyone else is going through just because that's just a respectful hey and then pass out we don't know so that's good stuff i agree with that yeah i mean i mean you know and good can mean so many different things like sometimes people just say "Ah, i'm doing okay you know we all hear that phrase and we've all said it at one point or another you know during times of depression or hardship somebody asks you how are you doing i'm okay but in reality like if you really think about everything in a motion of perspective, you really just don't know what's going on. You know, like I can say it like 3 million times, but like, you just don't know, like somebody could be so close to the edge. So it's so important for us as human beings to be kind to each other. And I know it's like really easy to get frustrated at another human being and get angry and get upset and get mad but there's a certain boundary to where you're getting mad and to where you're belittling them and putting them down that's just not the acceptable thing to do Mm. i think the best way to really just cope with all that is to just walk away cool yourself down and not say something that you're gonna regret or do something that you're gonna regret yep you can you with without that thought amount of time that period of time where you can just think uh, you can really escalate a situation. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes people get pushed too far to the edge, you know? And I feel like, honestly, that's like the main reason why there's, you know, a lot of suicide rate in this world is because people just don't know what people are going through and they just kind of push people to the edge and they don't understand that there's a certain limit and stuff. And I'm, I'm very, very heavy on like the suicidal side of things, you know, mm-hmm. because I had a really close friend that was like a brother to me pass away from suicide. I don't know what the cause was and what was, but I'm like super heavy and, you know, really passionate about that stuff. And I, I try to be a rational, logical human being and not try to hurt people because I understand like, People have only a certain limit till, you know, they kind of just give way and say, you know, screw it. I'm out of here. Yeah. How long ago did you uh, lose your friend? By the way, I'm sorry that happened. That, that really sucks. Um, it was 2015 on um, September. Can't remember if it was the 9th or the 15th. Been a while. So it's. Somewhere around that time. Yeah. So Sometime in September. I have a hard time remembering anything these days, honestly. Yeah. I get you. But I just kind of tend to forget, you know, like, it's not that I don't miss him. It's just at some point in your life, you kind of got to move on from that. But you got to learn, like, as a person that lost somebody from suicide, that people are fragile. Society is fragile, you know? Mm-hmm. and people's emotions can go from being the happiest person to the most depressed person and you'd never know you know you can take people like robert uh robin williams for example dude like you would you would have figured he was like the happiest person in the whole entire world but people put on that persona of just smiling and being a whole different person and then behind closed doors you know, they're just somebody else. Mm-hmm. And when they get labeled those happy labels, I feel like it makes it harder for them to show that they're struggling. It, it is. It really is. And, you know, I feel like that really, as a guy, like, I don't know really how it is for girls, you know, but um, shout out to all the kings out there because I know, like, everybody deals 
with struggles. But us guys, I feel like, honestly, you know, from a perspective, I feel like our whole entire lives were kind of made to feel like we're supposed to be tough, like we're supposed to just buck up, shut up, and deal with what, you know, life gives us. You know, that's kind of the mentality that some of us or most of us were kind of raised under is you're the guy, you know, when you have a family, you got to sit there and be tough. Just got to kind of smile through the crap and pretend like you're happy, you know, or. Mm-hmm. That's something I've struggled with too. And, and it's, it's a pain. Um, and I feel like guys, everybody should be able to cry when they're sad. Um, out of curiosity, cause I personally literally can't cry unless I don't know. I just can't, uh, can you cry? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's times where I do, I mean, there'd just be some times where I'd be missing people in my life, or I just think about the traumatizing experiences I went through when I was younger and a little bit older. And, you know, Mm. like when I was in my teens, you know, early, earlier twenties and 19 stuff like that, 18, 19. 20 to where I'm at now, you know, and I look at all that and sometimes you, you just sit back and you reflect on it. And sometimes that just makes you cry, you know, and sometimes I have those emotional periods too, where it's like, like I said, my girl's like the biggest blessing in my whole entire life. I, I don't know how I got so lucky with her, honestly. So when I look back at all the, like these traumatizing past relationships that I've been in and I reflect on me and her, it's just a gift to have her in my life. Yeah. And that sometimes just makes me cry out of joy, but there's also times where I just cry out of sadness, you know? Right. I'm glad you have her. That's awesome. She's a wonderful, amazing human being. Don't know what I'd do without her. How long have you guys been together again? I know I saw it on your Facebook. Um, almost three weeks. It's getting there. On Tuesday, we're gonna be together for three weeks. Hey, keep at it, bro. But yeah, with the uh, yeah, with the past experiences and all that stuff, it it really does kind of make emotional. Okay, what about uh your current friend circle? How does that look at the moment? Um, I don't know to be honest. If I'm going to be 100% honest, this is something I wanted to kind of get on on the topic anyway. So, um, I don't know. Like, honestly, I feel like there's some people that are just there in my circle and whatnot to, you know, find a mutual, like, reason as to why we're friends. And then there's other people that just use you, you know. And I feel like there's a lot of fake people in my circle, but, I, you know. But a lot of people, like, shout out to my friend Gabe, shout out to my friend Nikolai. They're the most two loyal friends I could ever ask for, you know. And then there's just some people where, I don't know, they're shade, like, I'm not not calling out any names on any perspective or any point, you know. I don't really feel like that's necessary, but I feel like there's just some people in my circle that are there for something other than just like the friendship point of view you know what i mean like something more to gain out of the friendship yeah rather than just the friendship itself but i don't know i feel like i try to just keep a close-knit circle and really just kind of focus on myself for the most part but if i find friends that love me and care for me along the way you know cool but i keep my circle relatively close like i have very few friends that I would trust with my life like I just feel like I don't know this may sound stupid but I feel like at this point in my life there's just sometimes where I look and I think and I'm just like man it really feels like the world's out to get me you know like I know that may sound like oh yeah like victim type stuff you know what I'm saying like like I'm just trying to play the victim or stuff, but it really do be feeling like that. Just sometimes I feel like the world's out to get me and there's very few people that actually have my back, you know? Yeah. Got to treasure the ones that do got your back. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, 
I would say I would say my closest like work friend would definitely be Christian. You know Christian. He's a, he's a good guy. He is. I mean, he has his times, you know, but we're not going to get on that topic and all that. That would take way too long to dive into that part of it. But he's a good person. But sometimes I, I feel like me and him do cross lines that shouldn't be crossed. But at the very end of the day, I feel like we kind of make up for all that and kind of just say, hey, you know, past is past and let's just move on from this, you know. Yeah, wouldn't help if you guys are just hating each other after every occurrence where it's not a 10 out of 10. No, and I definitely feel like me and him do get on each other's nerves a lot. But at the very end of the day, like, I I would say he's a solid 10 out of 10, like on the friend scale, you know, like he's he's been there for me uh with one of my breakups he was there and he's all like man how you feeling like how you doing i'm just like ah man like i feel like crap but i guess i'm kind of all right you know but yeah he made you feel better in that moment what about with that breakup that you mentioned um how did that affect you um i mean it was it was kind of like a spontaneous thing and just out of nowhere, it was kind of like a little mental health break for her. And then it just first time, then we tried to kind of reconcile and work things out. And I just didn't end up waking, working, uh, working out and in the long term of everything and whatnot, like that just ended up being not a healthy thing to get back into. So, I mean, I was crushed the first time around a little hurt. Second time, it was just like, eh, kind of got up and over it, bounced and got back up on my feet. Like, I just bounced back quick. It's just, I started realizing that if you don't find the right person, like, and you've only been together for like a week or two, it's not really that important, honestly, to take your time and take your space to, you know, get yourself back together because I don't know, you didn't really share much of a time with that person. And, I don't really know how to put it. It just doesn't, for me, it just doesn't feel like I needed to take that time in that space. Yeah. It was quick enough and you kind of saw what was coming since it happened twice when you guys are trying to reconcile. Yeah, I, I figured it would happen the second time around. It was just kind of one of those things where like, you hope it doesn't happen, but you're just like, eh, okay, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um. Okay, what about uh, just uh, goals? Do you... We're looking for um, goals. There's there's a lot like on the table right now that I'm just really trying to like really put into motion and perspective. Right now, I'm trying to get my license and trying to get a car. That's one of the very first things. Second off, uh, maybe while I'm working a job, start working on like a part time rap career type stuff. I mean. I've always had a gift for that. I don't know. I know there's a lot of people in Salt Lake City that want to become rappers and stuff, but some people have it, some people don't. And, you know, maybe it's good to find out whether I do have that type of thing and whether I'd be able to make it or not, you know, because in the longevity of things, if you make it, you can make a lot of money doing it. And that way I'm not just my whole entire life spending and wasting away at something that I don't want to do. Yeah. And then I, I want to become a barber too, but I just, I don't know. Like, it really depends on what comes first. There's just so many things that I got to sit back, kind of contemplate first, work on the pros and cons and on everything, and then kind of go from there, you know? Yeah, because it's not like you can just instantly become a barber. You know, there's things you have to consider. Yeah, there's there's a lot that you have to consider when... There's financial, there's work situations, being able to keep a full-time job while, you know, part-time going to school or, you know. Yeah. Um, on this topic, I know before we started the podcast, you mentioned that uh, your manager was trying to get you to work a seventh day in a row. Um, so just how do finances play a role into uh, your life? You got to be more specific. I, I don't know. You're going to have to like give me a little 
hemp booster here? Like, in in what way? Like, are we just talking in the longevity of everything, or are we just talking about in general? Or probably just like right now, because I know right now you're working six days a week, right? Uh, yeah, six days currently. I mean, they wanted me to work a seventh day, but I, you know, you need your day off. You need to be able to rest. Yeah, for be real. able to relax and seven days is just not where it's at you know yeah but anyway um in terms of financial situations i struggle a little bit here and there you know i'm not gonna lie i've gone negative in the bank account a couple of times you know probably more than a couple of times um but for the most part i'm able to bounce back pretty quickly um but the only reason i feel like i was really like super negative in the bank account before is just because I wasn't getting enough hours. Now that I'm getting around 40 hours a week, I feel like I'll be pretty okay, kind of set. I was working about 28 hours before, um, about two weeks ago, and now I'm kind of on that 40-hour schedule, making more money. Yeah. And working a lot harder than I was before. So, I don't know. It Like, beforehand, it was a struggle. Now it's just kind of like, eh, I got this in the bag, you know? Yeah, do your hours, boom, stuff's paid off. Well, that's good that it's not horrible right now. Um, yeah, and do you have any, uh, in your past, do you have any kind of traumatic things that might have been a real struggle for you? Oof, we're getting deep. We're getting real deep. Oh, yeah. Sheesh. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there's been a lot of stuff in my past that have, has really traumatized me and has really, like, you know, made me into a whole different person. I mean, I've been cheated on three different times, probably four, but I can't prove the other one, really. But I've been cheated on three times in relationships. Um, I got the, li- the living crap beat out of me by my dad when I was younger, you know, growing up in a very abusive household. And I don't know, I just felt like... Whenever he would get home from work, his only solution to get rid of, rid of his anger was to just take it out on me. So growing up until like I was, you know, 18 years old and moved out, just kind of dealt with that 10 up until about 18. So about eight years of abuse. Um, I mean, if you were to even ask my lady and whatnot, like she'd tell you, like, there's sometimes where I flinch when somebody gets too close to my face, you can notice it with friends and whatnot like you know like when they try to like grab your hair you know yeah kind of playfully play around like i flinch a little bit and that's just because of my past and um i don't know i've dealt with a lot i've dealt with a lot of emotional and a lot of mental physical and verbal abuse throughout my whole entire life i'm still dealing with it to this day you know i feel like um that really never ends but things things come to just kind of play out better when you're older because you understand that you just got to move on and not really care about what other people got to say or think about you you know yeah how old were you when because it sounds like that's a good mindset you've learned is just this is about me. Screw what other people do, care. Um, yeah. When did you learn that kind of mindset? Um, honestly, it was, I changed as a whole different person right after I got back from Georgia. Um, that changed me in a lot of ways. Um, you're taught down in the South to be very upfront and very up close and personal about what you're going to say to somebody or how you feel. So there's no holding back when it comes to like relationships in the South. You don't sit there and BS around. Like if you're feeling some sort of way or somebody's pissing you off or you don't like the person, you just straight up walk up to them and just say, Hey, you know, I don't like you or this or that or this, you know, and it's just how it is. So, um, but that mentality didn't really kick in until like, well, like completely up until I got back to Utah. And then I started realizing like, oh man, you know what people have been teaching me in Georgia is right. You know, like I got to start telling people how it is. And people don't like that here in Utah. I'm going to be honest. A lot of people are fake as hell, you know, like yeah. people, people just 
don't like it, they'll they'll tell you something that you don't want to hear. Then the minute you fire back at them with a shot, they just don't like it. And that's how it is at work, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, in the long term of things, they're just be, you know, managers that kind of ride your butt and whatnot. And sometimes you got to kind of put them in their place. And I know Blanca doesn't like that. I know she really doesn't. I mean, shout out to Blanca. She's a lovely, amazing manager, super understanding. But in the long term of things, I just feel like there it's kind of like, I don't know, a lot of people cross the line. So sometimes you got to kind of cross the line too. And um, on that topic and all that, like, I feel like respect, like I said, is a very mutual thing. It's, you know, get respect and earn it. But when you're talking to somebody and you talk to them disrespectful, whether you're a manager, like know this, like everybody that's listening to this podcast, know this. If you're a manager, that does not give you any right to treat anybody any differently. It does not give you authority to treat them like a piece of crap. It does not give them authority to belittle you, to put you down. You are there to help them and you are there to constructively criticize them and give them the help that they need to further expand as a person and as a worker. Your job is not to sit around and belittle. Your job is to not put them down. So understand that if somebody fires back at you and you're one of those types of managers that thinks you can run your mouth, I'm sorry, but you know, you kind of get what you get, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's mutual respect, you know, just know that for yourself and shout out for all the people that uh, really have a hard time and kind of deal with that type of thing at work where you just feel like you're kind of undermined, like you're belittled, like you kind of just get put down on and whatnot. Just know that you are valuable and don't let anybody else tell you different. If you know that you're working your hardest, that's all that matters at the very end of the day. It's knowing that you put effort, not that... um they were in, had in mind is uh the goal that didn't make any sense what i said but i agree with you adam i i get what you meant man i, I get you yeah um and then sorry we're just gonna reroute this again uh back to the past if that's okay is that okay sure okay. sure of course yeah so uh you said your it was your dad right that was physically abusive correct yes my uh adopted dad not biological i was uh let me give you a little brief backstory real quick. I know this is kind of going way off topic and whatnot, but um, for me, for anybody that personally doesn't know me, I don't mind sharing my life story. Maybe it might help somebody else feel a little bit better about themselves or maybe kind of give them more of a boost of confidence or something like that. But um, I was adopted when I was nine months old. Um and here's a very, very personal topic, but you know what? I mean, maybe maybe somebody else needs to hear this too and needs to understand that their life's not as bad as they make it. Um, my um, biological mom and dad were brother and sister and whatnot, so that's a very, like, deep topic for me to talk about. But, you know, like, I, I don't really mind it anymore. It doesn't really affect me. Like, people knowing that and knowing that that's where I came from. You can't change your past, your present, your future. And well, you can change your past and your present, but you get what I mean. Like you can, you can change a lot of things in your life, but you know, the things that make you who you are, sometimes you can't change them. So just learn to, you know, accept you for who you are. And I know that's such a hard thing for people to do and whatnot, but just know that you're not alone and that there's other people out there like that. And that whatever you're going through or whatever you have, there's always somebody that has the same thing or always, you know, going through something similar to what you're going through. Um, And just know, like, if you're ever having suicidal thoughts that, you know, you can reach out. There's a hotline for that. And I know, like, a lot of people probably don't like reaching out, but just know that, you know, your friends that are out there for you and really love you, 
give them a call in the middle of the night if you're feeling that sort of way. But yeah, anyway, back on topic. But uh, as far as my dad, what did you want to ask me as far as my dad goes? Oh, yeah. So your your dad, he, when he physically abused you, you said he got, got home from work. Um, was was it just like little actions you did or did he just kind of go right at it when you got it, home? It'd be, it'd be any little thing. You know, you screw up in the slightest and you get the crap beat out of you or just slapped or hit or something like that. And verbally abused, told you that you're a useless piece of shit, you know, like stuff like that, you know? Yeah. All that, all that type of stuff, but I don't know. Growing up as a kid, I didn't really feel loved. Um, I didn't really feel all that. So that's why when I met my biological family, I felt like it was important to have contact with them and to like kind of rekindle things with them and whatnot, you know? But, um, all in all, like, yeah, my, my childhood was not the best. It was pretty horrible, but it wasn't, it wasn't the worst. It wasn't, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have it worse than me. And that's how I look at things from a perspective is there's always somebody that has it way worse than you do. And so you got to kind of keep that in motion and in perspective as a person. But as far as things go, yeah, it was it was verbal, mental, physical abuse. But I mean, his, his uh, my grandpa, his dad was not the best to him. So I think he kind of got that attitude mentality from his uh, dad and whatnot. Yeah, is it something that um, you're you are gonna do differently because? You've seen oh yeah, for sure. There's there's a lot of things that I'm gonna do differently as a parent when, like, I get to the point that I have more kids. Like, I already have a kid right now. You know, you already know that. We already touched on that subject as a person and whatnot. You know, but um, but yeah, when I'm when I get to the point that I'm like having more kids, yeah, and when I'm able to raise raise them physically and whatnot and be able to teach them wrong from right and whatnot then yeah for sure like for sure for sure yeah You're like I'm do things a lot differently yeah that's good i'm glad to hear that because it's not good when like grandpa passes it to dad and dad passes the kid and the kid continues it no it's a it's a cycle of abuse and a cycle of traumatic experience and the cycle of aggression yeah and on that topic um another thing if any of you guys are dealing with physical mental any of that type of abuse you know especially physical reach out to somebody don't be afraid to tell somebody what you're going through i know it's so hard to because you're scared of what might happen if you do reach out but it's very important for you to get the mental and physical help that you need as a person. You need to be able to feel safe and comfortable in your environment. Don't sit there and let somebody beat on you or, you know, abuse you and whatnot, because that's just not acceptable. And as human beings, we deserve better than that. We deserve to feel loved and to feel passionate about life you're making me feel all good too <laughs> thanks adam yeah i like that that was good what is your love language uh love language um i'm a very physical person when it comes to love but with my homies like with with guys you know it's it's different you know of course you're not hugging and all that you know like you know, you, you dap and you handshake and whatnot, but other than that, I mean, whenever I get the chance, I always tell somebody I love them every single day because time is valuable, bro. And the realistic reality is, is that we don't know how much time we have on this earth. I know I'm getting so deep into topics, but it's so important on every aspect to understand that we don't necessarily know the time that we're going to be here to the time that we leave this earth and saying, I love you and 
telling somebody and showing somebody that you love them is so important. And I know for some people it's hard to express and I understand, but like, and I, I just like on that topic of whatnot, like, I mean, my siblings don't really get along and whatnot. Like I get along with them, but they don't get along. And I don't know. I feel like it's crucial for them to try to fix things. So on that topic of that, like point of view, if you're struggling to get along with the sibling, find something in common, find something to bond over, find something to connect to. And I know it's not easy to get to that point when you have your differences, but try to put your differences aside and focus on the things that you two or you know if it's a major family conflict you know and whatnot then find something in interest and in common because bickering over stupid stuff every single day and over trivial things that don't really matter at the very end of the day if you don't tell that person you love them and you don't spend time with them and you don't really give them the time of day, you may regret it tomorrow. Just remember that. Remember that life is not a given. It's not, we, you know, all of us could die right at this very moment. And, you know, when you're gone, you're gone. You don't get a second chance. So understand that life is very crucial and very important and ever so fragile. And so is the love that we have for each other as humans as family, as friends, don't sit there and waste your time over things that don't matter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Adam, I love you. I love you too, bro. Hey. Cactus Jack. <laughs> Cactus Jack. I was going to mention <laughs> that at the end. Um, but yeah, that is that is good. Because really, yeah, time is not a given. And we all treat it like it is. And well, you don't. You, you, you're like, I love you to the people you do. And I respect that. Something I need a better habit of. Um, I feel like you get that perspective when you lose somebody really close to you. Like I said, I lost a friend that was like a brother to me. We grew up since we were five, um, all the way up until 2015 in September. And that was the hardest thing for me to deal with. It took me years to get over it. And um, up until I was 18, which was um, 2017. So two years later, I still didn't believe that he was gone. And when I went to his gravestone, I still remember to this day, like how I felt. It was just shock. It was utter disbelief that he was gone, you know, and. So that's why I feel it's so crucial as human beings and so important to love one another and to show love and compassion. A for one, because if it's somebody you love and, you know, you don't say you love them, you may end up living to regret it. I know there's a lot of stories out there that, you know, people share that are like say the same thing you know like cherish and love those people and then as just human beings like we have got to really love one another and really show compassion like because like i said you know you never know what somebody's going through and you don't want to feel like you're the cause of you know their demise you know you may not be the cause of it, but you never know if you're going to be the part of it because you helped push them way too far to the edge. I know that may sound really harsh, but whether anybody believes it or not, you know, like you can be part of it, either saving somebody's life or having them end their own life. And that's something for people that people need to understand is compassion is crucial. Yeah. I know I used to bully a kid when I was a little bit younger, like in my teens and whatnot, and that kid's gone and it tore me apart. Like when I grew older and when I grew wiser and a lot more compassionate to hear that he had passed away, he didn't pass away from suicide or anything, but 
Um, he passed away from an ATV accident when he was only 14 years old. Oh. How long did that take for, or I don't even know, are you still go- going over that? or? Um, It, it hit me kind of hard and fast, and I kind of just mourned from him, and it was one of my best friend's friends. Um, but we just didn't get along. Like I would always bully him and he'd always bully me. We didn't really have a healthy relationship. We just hated each other. And later on, I ended up regretting that, you know? And so, you know, like, yeah, my condolences to his family, you know, cause it was, it was a while ago. It was a couple of years ago, but that kid was so young. Like we lose so many people that are so young and, have so much to live for, you know, whether they be celebrities, friends, family. And so it's just crucial for us as human beings to show compassion and to love one another. Ultimately, when you lost your friend from 2015, did some of your regrets feel like you didn't say you loved him enough? Um, he moved away to Cavesville when I was still in West Jordan at the time. So, um, it was super difficult for me, but it, as a person and as a friend, you feel like you could have done more. So that kind of weighs heavily on your conscience when you're in that situation. Yeah. You know, I can imagine that's, that's a, that's an entire life that that was your brother that um essentially your brother so that's tough it was i loved him to bits we grew up on the same block we were super close always would come over after school and during the summer and we'd you know just kind of spend time hang out whatnot and it was tough for me yeah but I I can only imagine how much more tough like it was for his family. Oh yeah. Because he was such an amazing person. He was one of he was one of those types that you would have never figured was depressed or hated life or wanted to end you know, end his life because he was always smiling and just always so happy and so cheerful and so goofy and funny and so it's just so important to always check up on your friends and make sure that they're doing okay and make sure that they know that you're always there for them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that is very good stuff. Cause I, I like everything you said that, um, I feel like it's not said enough or not said in the correct manner, I guess. Cause well, yeah, as, especially us guys, man, like we're just so like, you know, sometimes I feel like we're way too macho to sit there and be like, bro, I love you, you know. There's just some of those type of situations. Like me, personally, I don't mind saying it. It's not something that I consider, like, weakness or being weird or awkward. It's just like, bro, I love you, you know. Like, I care about you. I, I tell my bros all the time. Like, sometimes I'll just hit them up through text and I'll be like, hey, bro, guess what? And they're like, what? And I'm like, I love you, dude. And they're all like, love you too, you know. Sometimes yeah. just at a random, I'll just text my friends and just let them know, like, hey, man, like, I fucking love you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Definitely something I want to try implementing now, because honestly, I, I sometimes I get antisocial and just don't message anyone. Um, no, I totally get that, bro. I'm, I'm an introvert myself, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one more thing. I know earlier you mentioned that you wanted to talk about maybe some of your past regrets. Um, would you want to talk about those? Um, so regrets as far as things go. Um, there's a couple, there's not many, but um, definitely spending more times with the ones that I love is definitely one thing that I regret. Um, probably not being the best person all the time. And, you know, like sometimes, like when I was younger, I was a lot more emotional, a lot more not so logical. So I kind of regret, you know, being rude to the family that was there for me and 
you know, really did try to help me and love me because I was just one stubborn person. Like I just way back then I was just different. And um, other than that, um, life has been, I mean, well, and, and being, you know, a procrastinator and not, you know, not putting as much effort into things as I should, you know, like getting my life fully together and whatnot. Other than that, no, not really. Yeah. Not a whole lot that I regret. That's good. Cause, um, when regrets are playing a huge role in your life, it's an unhealthy mindset. And bro, you're human, so don't worry about procrastinating. Sometimes you go different flows, so no pressure on that. Those are my good vibes from for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, no. That's that's just about it. Any any more questions on topics you'd like to ask? Or... I think I'm. I got. I got a good. I was very um. That was something that needs to be heard. That's what I need to say. That was really good what you said. I absolutely loved it. I'll be totally honest. Um, so I hope you're doing good. I know it's hard to know when it's a podcast, but hope you're doing good, Adam. Um, yeah, I'm 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 doing really good, man. Like life life is dank. No? It's dank. That was some really awesome advice Adam just gave. Um yeah, I think we're gonna move on to the next piece of dough. Do you under you though? We're now moving on to our next piece of dough. Reflecting back on our interview with Adam, the stuff he's been through has been a lot. From the physical and mental abuse from his dad, to the effects that insomnia has played a role in his life, and just getting out of bed and the difficulties that came with that, um, Adam also had great advice about our time on Earth and to give some love to your homies. Finishing off this piece of dough, we're going to move on to our outro. All right. The guest in this episode is Adam. Thanks a ton for being on. Much appreciated. I would love to have you as a guest, the listener. There'll be info to sign up in the description. And if you're wondering what Linguini's dough is, this is where we start with dough, which is really a base ingredient. Uh, Lately, I've been baking it into what people struggle with and mental health and all that fun stuff, but it can be rolled around from time to time. The voice actor in this video is user slash Lendry from Reddit, spelled L-E-N-D-R-Y. Go check him out if you want a reliable voice actor. 